Hi, everybody. This is Jose Palomino with another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. And as uh, you may have been following the uh, last couple of weeks, really developing some thoughts around strategy and why strategy as a, an idea, strategy as a pursuit, strategy as something, an activity, is something that's so important, especially uh, for business uh, business owners uh, that lead their business day to day. That's to say, it, all of these things would apply whether you're a Fortune 100 company, whether you're a PE-led company. But if you're the everyday owner CEO, these things are especially important to you. So uh, two episodes ago, we talked a little bit about kind of the frameworks that are out there around strategy and why a lot of them don't feel that relevant to smaller businesses, but, but they are, but you got to dig in a little bit. So that's a really good episode to kind of review. And, uh, and last week, uh, we talked about just what are the, the, the reasons why strategy is important, even if you think everything's kind of hunky-dory, everything feels fine. And, and today, I just want to explore at a high level, and then in a subsequent weeks, we'll take each one and go deeper into it. But at a high level, just what is, uh, what are, rather, the key questions you can ask to establish your strategy? So we said before uh, that strategy is are the is really coming up with, developing, thinking through the decisions you need to make around people, processes, and resources so that you can accomplish your big goals. So that's the big idea, right? So we're going to start just overview, hit you with five questions. So if you jot this down, think it back. These are five questions that you start asking uh, yourself and your leadership team. These questions, they really will start. Uh, gelling into a view, a vision of where you need to take your business. Uh, at the end of last week, I used the metaphor of uh, a, a, a sailboat in the middle of the ocean, needing to know where it's going and then what it has to do on the boat to get there, right? If you're the captain of the boat, to use that metaphor, that's really what strategy is, how we're going to get to where we're going. And it's big picture, not necessarily all the little tactics, so there's a lot of uh, metaphorical references we can make there, but just the idea is direction, when we'd like to arrive, um, what condition we would like to be in when we get there. Those are things that you really want to ponder when you think through your strategy. So here are the five questions, right? So the first is, what key measurable objectives will you track goal for and forecast? Let me say that again. Key measurable objectives, things that you can measure, that you can know you've accomplished, that you can track. So it's not just, uh, you're not sure where you are relative to that goal until maybe the end of a long period of time. That's not so good. That's not a measurable objective, but something that you can actually track over time. And if you can track it over time, you can actually set goals for it. So where you want to be, that's really important. And so if you can track it, that's kind of a rearward view, how we've gotten there where we want to go, right? So think about that as bookends, right? So on the one end is history. On the other hand is, is kind of destination, but forecast. So what are those measurable objectives that if I know where we've been and I know where I'm going, I have a pretty good idea of, based on more recent history, how well I'm doing against that goal. Uh, the obvious example, and I'll go into it uh, next week in much more detail, but the obvious example is uh, revenue. What have I done in revenue historically 
what would I like to get to how big a company I want to have? And we can talk all about quality of revenue and revenue impact. And we'll talk about that uh, next week in much more detail. But for now, just hold that thought that if I can track where I've been over time, where I want to get to, I can then start forecasting 90 days in advance, 180 days in advance and so on and have a picture. Um, if you're a really smaller, smaller company, let's say under 10 employees, then you want to include cash in that. So just managing cash. How are we doing? How does, what, what would, we know what the bills are going to be over the next six months. And we think we know where the revenue is coming from. So those things together can give us a picture of cash flow. Forecasting is something that a lot of small companies don't do a great job of. And it ends up with a lot of surprises. So I'd say the first question is, what key measurable objectives will you track, set goals for, and forecast on an active basis? Know what that is. Now, you may be sitting there thinking or walking or driving, listening to this right now. And again, we are on Spotify, on uh, Google, on Apple uh, podcasting. And also, you may be viewing this on YouTube or on our website so we try to make this available very easily. Of course, it's a free podcast download, so subscribe. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review. That helps other listeners, potential listeners say, hey, is this worth my time? So again, our focus at Business Growth on Purpose is really aimed primarily on the owner leader of a B2B small to mid-market company. That's typically, but again, the principles are Big principles that would apply whether you're very like a startup or whether you are running a large corporation. We have listeners across that whole spectrum. But the persona we aim to serve primarily is, as I mentioned, that audience. And if that's you, then really listen closely to this. So the idea of uh, what key measurable objectives, things you want to accomplish that you're going to track goal and, and forecast for, it's important that you not have too many. Um, I've seen people put dashboards together with 40 KPIs and there's too many KPIs. You can't keep them in your head. They don't become emotionally invested by everybody on your team because it's something that you have to refer to the guidebook or the dashboard to see it. So we look at just a few metrics. And again, we'll go into that next week in more detail, but this is key. That's your North star. That's your destination. That's the safe Harbor, whatever you want to do. If you're using a sailing metaphor, that's what you're aiming for. And so we want to help you get there. The next big question, and this is really one of the most, I guess I would call it the, the ultimate lever that helps determine whether you'll be successful at meet, reaching those measurable objectives or not, is answering this question. What, what customer, what customer, which is generally seen as a type of business, type of industry, and so on. However, there's lots of ways to define customer and decision maker, okay, what customer and decision maker is ideally matched to your distinct value. So boy, there's a lot of, there's a lot of important things in, in, in those words. It's, it's, a, it's a, hopefully a pithy sentence, but it's really important that you unpack it a bit. With, and, and this is not something you can just do back of the envelope in five minutes. I think you have to give it some thought. So what customer and decision maker is ideally matched to what? To your company? No, that's too broad. To your distinct value, to what you do best. So that may not even be your biggest customer or even your biggest category customer, but there may be a, a group of customers that you say, wow, I wish these 
were the majority of my customers. I wish this was the one I could clone. That's what you want. So that's what, you, that's what you're answering. And again, we're going to take each of these and unpack them in much more detail in subsequent weeks on this show. But just want you to listen carefully to this that, that question. What customer and decision maker is ideally a match to your distinct value? Which brings us to the next thought. How do you uniquely solve your target customer's important challenges? Right? So do you solve an important challenge for your customer? Something, something that matters to them is that what your solution deals with? Well, we sell the widgets they order from us. Yeah, but what are those widgets for? Do you know? Do you understand? What's the, what, why did it keep buying from you? Is it because you do something differently? Your distinct value is your uh, faster turnaround time, more variety? Or maybe you customize the way you deliver the packages so there's less handling costs on their end when they receive stuff from you compared to, let's say, your competitors. Lots of ways to create distinct or unique value, even in commodity categories. And again, we will tackle this in a couple of weeks in great detail. But that's the second big question. Uh, the, the, actually, that's the third big question. First one is what key measurable objectives will you track goal and forecast? Second is what customer and decision maker is ideally matched to your distinct value? Third is how do you uniquely solve your target customer's important challenges? Fourth question is how will you reach and connect with your target customer. So it may not even be the customer you do most of the business with now, but it's the one you think is best suited for you. How will you reach them? How will you connect with them? And, and how will you let them know about this distinct value you have? So that's a big how question. There's a lot that goes with that. And yes, generally that's marketing and marketing related things and sales related things. But we want to answer that for you to have a strategic uh, approach to growing your business. And the last question is, how will you expand the volume and value, volume and value, the amount and the, and the value to you of the business you enjoy from target customers? How will you expand them? Getting the first sale is just getting the first sale, but will you have a parts program that's different than your competitors? Will you have some value-added services that you add to it? Or as a friend of mine, Ed Wallace, who heads up a relational capital group, and he's part of an organization called Achieve Next, he recently told me, he says, instead of adding value, what's, what's the first value? Value first, which I think is a great way to look at it. It's always about creating value for your customers. But how much more value can you create? If you create more value, you can actually uh, realize or receive or, or actually uh, collect more value back from those relationships. So those are the five big questions that we're going to explore in the coming weeks. And so listen, subscribe to Business Growth on Purpose, because that really matters, that we have an intentional view. And these five questions will help you shape an intentional perspective on the growth of your business. And so until next time, to your success. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.